Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're back, man. Episode 155. Yes, sir. All right, let's get right into it, man. Let's get right into it for the people. All right. <laughs> uh, recently, uh, Dr. Seuss has been the topic of discussion uh, in regards to some of his old books that he had that had some pretty fucked up shit in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are like, cancel culture. They're trying to cancel everybody, you know. But I think people need to look a little closer into this. Yeah. Um, just before they start making these statements Mm -hmm. um because there's a whole lot more than uh than what meets the eye all right let's see here uh where's it at okay here it is the reckoning with dr seuss racist imagery has been years in the making let me go ahead and read this article uh it says uh the business that preserves dr seuss's legacy announced tuesday that six of the celebrated author's books for children will stop being published because of racist imagery the move has both sparked backlash from conservatives who call it another example of cancel culture and and reignited debate over promoting classic but problematic books Mm -hmm. the announcement came on the the red cross read across america day and initiative to promote childhood reading which falls on the birthday of theodore seuss Geisel, known as Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss Enterprises admitted that the books published in the 1930s and the late 1970s portrays people in ways that are harmful and wrong. The decision may have been prompted a renewed focus on the classic works, but conversations about racism and prejudice in the author's books are hardly new. Um, Let me read this other little column. In Dr. Seuss books, we have a kind of sensibility which is oriented around or oriented Oriented towards centering the white child and dissentering, yeah, dissentering everyone else, said Ebony Thomas, a professor, a professor of child's and young adult literature at the University of Pennsylvania. She is the author of the dark, fantastic race and the imagination of Harry Potter of the hunger, whatever, blah, blah, blah. All right. Look, here's the deal, man. I'm looking at some pictures here that Dr. Seuss had in his books. They're pretty fucked up. Pretty. It's pretty fucked up shit. There's a picture that I had that I downloaded also. Let me see. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Uh, where is it at? Here it is. All right. It says, Dr. Seuss hand-painted and drawn illustration. Very early work of not, of from June 1929. Um, and it's the picture, and it shows all these black like blackface characters. I don't know if any, any of you guys are familiar with uh, minstrel shows, but they were shows that basically portrayed blacks as like rapists and like animals and shit. And they had uneducated, a, uneducated, you know, um, and they had like complete black faces with red lips. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all this, that's the cartoon. And around it, it says, take home a high grade nigger um, pot, your pot, your wood pile or what it says. Yeah. For your wood pile. Satisfaction guaranteed. And that was literally a Dr. Seuss comic. Oh God, yeah, it was. It was incredibly racist. It was incredibly. But let's be very clear here. Am I on the Trucker's Mind podcast trying to cancel Dr. Seuss? No. But what I am trying to get people to realize is that this was a reality for black people. Right. Mm. Back then, it was socially acceptable to be treated and called niggers in public and treated like shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what we're gonna do is we're not gonna reach back to cancel Dr. Seuss, and we also believe people can change, right? So we don't know what doc, what Dr. Seuss was doing after that. He probably wasn't racist at all. We all, I believe in growth. I think we've done things that have been problematic. 
Like I remember back in the day, I would drop the f bomb. That's you know der- derogative towards uh, uh, the LGBT community, and I would mm-hmm. use it like it was just like a you know oh that's you know or oh that's gay or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's offensive, right? So somebody will be able to cancel me, yeah, from the shit that I've said, yeah, right. Um, am I trying to downplay what he did? No, but it's just a reality, man. It was a sign of the times. Yeah, I think, um, like, like he said, who who knows what his transformation was like? Right. He died in 1991. He was born in 1904. Jesus you know I mean? Christ! So that's so long ago. He probably had a slave. <laughs> 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 slaves doing slaves is probably writing all the books. Right. I would not eat green eggs and chicken. <laughs> green, green eggs and chicken. <laughs> green eggs and chitlins. Oh man. <laughs> will not, will not in a box. Will not, will not with the box. Will not, will not here or there. Will not anywhere. I will not eat green eggs and fried chicken with you, sir. <laughs> but you, I think the the oh god, somebody calling me. The the crazy part about it is um like you said, he's just a victim. Like I said, he's born in 1904. He's not a victim. Well, yeah, he is a victim um, of the times. Yeah, he's a victim of the times. Like, you know, um, you just think about that and think about the content of his books. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I could get like a timeline of when his books came. Oh, here's, here's a timeline right here. So um, like the Lorax came out in 1971. Right. Um, Green Eggs and Ham came out in 1960. Damn. Cat in the Hat came out in 1957. So probably by the time that, you know, these books came out, he was, he might have been like a completely different person. Right. I, I don't know exactly when um, that, you said that that comic came out in like 2019. One of them was 1929. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Slavery ended in what, 1865? Uh-huh. This nigga was born in 1904? Yeah. So, so that it, means his living grandparents probably could have had slaves. Mm-hmm. Think yeah, about that's sure. that's too close. Mm-hmm. That's such a major change in in America. Mm-hmm. Like they literally, it was so fucking racist back then. They had scientists that had explanations for why black people were inferior to white people. They yeah. literally had books yeah. that had black people in there and said that black people had small brains and all yeah. kinds of shit. Like it was a fucked up time. Yeah. So when you're growing up and you're a part of that time period, what are you supposed to believe? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But even Walt Disney had, there was some like Mm -hmm. racially insensitive um, stuff about Jewish people and stuff. Mm -hmm. And a a lot of that stuff, too, you got to think. So, like, of course, some of that stuff was racist towards black people, but, you know, the stuff that was racist towards other cultures was like byproducts of. You know certain wars and stuff that right. was going on, like certain propaganda that they were spewing if we were yeah. in war with, um, you know, whatever country, Japanese, so, yeah, with the Japanese, nineteen forty one. So you you can't expect somebody to be uh, just all you know kisses and hugs when it comes to Japanese people when we're at war with them. Yeah. So you're gonna be talking like you know it, it may sound insensitive, but you know during nine eleven. Um, if you are, uh, you know, a uh, uh, high flag waving American and you see that somebody from um, the Middle East is coming over and knocking down buildings, you can't you. I mean, we are supposed to. But there is like a level of understanding that I could have for somebody that would be like, you know, screw all those people over there because, mm-hmm. you know, they came mm-hmm. over here, they jacked the planes or whatever and knocked the building and it costs mm-hmm. in, you know, probably thousands of I don't know. I don't know how many people died, but thousands of people you know, died that day as well. Right. But I also think it unlocks a certain amount of racial bias that you already had. Yeah. And now it makes it socially acceptable. 
Yeah. So I remember after that shit happened, it's like, get these fucking Muslims out of here. All these Muslims, get out of here. Yeah. And it's like, okay, bro. Like, That's not everybody. Fucking though. relax, yeah. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Fucking relax. You've been waiting for this moment to say that. Yeah. You've been in the mirror practicing, like, fucking Muslims, fucking Muslims. Yeah. You've been practicing that shit in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but nah, man. Uh, it, it's um, like you mentioned, it, it's a sign of the times. He was a victim of the time period. Um, it's, yeah, I th- my bad to cut you off. But the per- you said the perfect thing when you're talking about how we you say like you know certain uh, gay slurs, you know, right. just off the cuff, you know, and you know we we learn from that and we don't do that anymore. A hundred percent, because I was the one that would be dropping f bombs, and it wouldn't even be towards the gay community. But if I, it, it wouldn't matter though. When you're mm. saying that word, that's offensive, bro. Yeah, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's something that that's a, that's something that I never say when I hear somebody like I've heard my dad say it and other people that I know in my family are supposed like friends when they say the f bomb I'm like hey man like yeah it makes me feel weird yeah because I'm around you and you saying that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um but yeah dude I I just think this is a I won't say a teachable moment but it's it's just a moment to realize that um that's a time period where that's just that was considered okay yeah okay let me give you an idea how how all how you know racist America was. But also how it was understandable due to the times, mm-hmm. you know, during Pearl Harbor time, we had beef with Japan. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the deal. <laughs> I graduated from Bakersfield High School in 2003. Yeah. There was a bunch of Japanese students that were taken to internment camps. Right. That never got to graduate with their class. They did not get their <laughs> They did not walk across the stage mm-hmm. until 2003. God damn. They had a ceremony right before it was their ceremony was a part of our ceremony in 2003. If you don't believe me, go to YouTube and look it up. You can also look it up on Google Mm -hmm. that the class of 2003 at Bakersfield High School was with Japanese students and they were all old. They were in wheelchairs and shit. They were crying. They had family there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't know the significance of it. But due to, you know, the, 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 the Pearl Harbor incident, and they took the Japanese and pulled them out of schools. They said, fuck y'all. We ain't giving y'all shit. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to come back to school until I was graduating. That sounds crazy. That is nuts. They didn't graduate the students off. Mm-hmm. So this just gives you an idea of what the times were. Um, yeah. But I don't, I, what I don't believe in, I don't believe in going back X amount of years and canceling somebody for it. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is fucked up to see these images of people who look like you but then they're being portrayed as monkeys and blackface people but guess what that was socially acceptable yeah yeah, yeah. fucked up but that's that's life when what can you say man i would, yeah. I, would I would just strongly suggest you guys instead of you saying it's council culture they're just trying to get rid of everybody now they're they've made potato head mr it's not even mr potato head now it's just fucking potato this potato dick off it's no fucking dick anymore <laughs> He has his sprouts not even coming out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> A fucking asexual potato. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. That's crazy. It's a different time, man. It is. Yeah. Twenty twenty one is a trip. I th- yeah, I think that's uh, it, obviously there's some stuff that it, it, during any period in history is just bad. And, right. You know, just most most racial things, um, you know, racist things ha- have been bad just any time throughout history, whether it's like, you know, lynchings or, you know, the uh, the the um, 
was the Black Wall Street incident. Yeah, yeah. Um, that wasn't no know, incident. The, 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 that was a terrorist attack. Yeah. So all all these things these are these are bad. Whether it's twenty twenty one or right. eighteen hundred, you know what I mean. Like whether you you know if you're if you're hurt, causing harm to a uh, you know for the most part innocent human being, you know that's just you know just just a heinous act in any era. Um, but some of this stuff is um, it's just part of the time. Like you know what I mean. Colored, you know, whether it's like a if you have a restaurant and it was a colored drinking fountain and then there was a white drinking fountain and stuff like that. These are people who are just victims of the time. If you're still doing that currently, then it's a different story. You know what I mean? But back yeah. in the day, you don't necessarily give them a pass, but you can understand that, you know, they were just acting in accordance with, uh, you know, most most other people. So it's crazy, man. If you really trip and you, or you really think about like you look at things from like a historical context and you look and then like you're you're engaging in them now. You be like, yo, I would be like arrested for this shit yeah like you'd be having sex with a white girl you'd be like oh my god like i would be arrested for this yeah like this vagina was not for colors <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine her having signs on there on her ass whites like, only yeah. the, ad, the booty hoe was for whites and then the <laughs> pussy was for black because <laughs> the whites wouldn't stretch it out as much <laughs> 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 oh man mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody was bothered by that It's <laughs> like black guys always talk about Shit about having big cocks It's not true man It's not true what they say We're not it's saying not it is white dude. It's a it's joke like, man My dick is big too dude <laughs> My dick is big bro And I can do a front wheel kick bro I can do a flip kick and I have a big cock <laughs> I compare mine to DeAndre's. It's the same length. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Deshaun. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's crazy. There's that, man. Um, that's my thing. Don't, just don't waste your time getting mad at this whole situation. Yeah. Because you're going to find, if you dig, you do, a, if you really dig through history, you're going to find shit that really bothers you. Before we even had this conversation, me and Keith seen this old product. It was a soap pad. It was literally called Nigger Boy Soap Pad. <laughs> it was a, it was, go, go to Google right now and put in Nigger Boy Soap Pad. Yeah. And it's a picture of a black kid smiling and it says Nigger Boy. And then they also have one that said Nigger Boy um, Licorice Cigarettes. That's like crazy. this was a very racist country. The, very, 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 very racist. The crazy part is when they when they do those like super, super blackface right. images of black people, at least make it realistic. It's a couple of black people that dark, but for the most part, you know, we fall on a spectrum that's a little bit lighter than that because right. then they be having real black people. Yeah, they be black face <laughs> with big old red lips. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, man. I think that um, there's multiple things are true. The, the country has progressed. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Mm-hmm. Is is racism still a thing? Yeah. Has a has America progressed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is racism socially acceptable? No. Can you get canceled for being racist? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many things that are true. Not one <clears throat> thing is true. If I just said only white people are racist, that's false, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look from a historical context and you look at these pictures and stuff, you'd be like, God damn, this is terrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you and you do look at it. I think it's a lot of guilt, too. Like, if you bring this up, we don't bring this shit up to guilt white people. That's not the objective. Yeah. The objective is to talk about the times. And if I'm bothered about something as a black man and I tie it to history, I want you to know why black people are upset at something instead of just... 
thinking that we're out here to cancel people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's facts. I think I think I relate this to um like the Kevin Hart tweets a little bit. Right, there you go. You know, because like I said, the the the, the material that Dr. Seuss was putting out um, in his later years, you know, whether it's the Grinch, the Lorax, you know, Green Eggs and Ham and all this stuff, there was, f- to my understanding, there was no racial undertones in those. You know, it yeah. wasn't as crazy as, uh, you know, the the stuff with the, the Japanese and the, um, you know, the blackface and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. Dr. Seuss is like, will not, will not with a nigger, will not, will not, <laughs> <laughs> will not, will not, my dick is bigger. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. But to, to uh, me, the, the the hard thing about it is I'm I'm a huge fan of Dr. Seuss. Yeah, like I, you know, me and him have the same birthday actually. So like I yeah. grew up on, you know, my mom had all of not all of his books, but a bunch of his books in the in the crib. You know what I right. mean? And she we she read those to us when we were kids and whatnot. And you know, to this day, when they make them into animated movies and stuff, like I can still appreciate a lot of that stuff. Um, like they just remade The Grinch in 3D uh, a few years ago. So, like, I'm just a fan, um, and th- this is almost like, it's almost what comes with being a f- uh, uh, a fan of anybody. Like, yeah. say you're a fan of uh, Mark Wahlberg and, you know, Transformers and, you know, all these uh, different movies that he's been in, and then you realize that he had, you know, he had a hate crime back in when he was right, a teenager or something right. like that. So, it's kind of like, I feel like. You know, when it comes to you know most of these people we I guess idolize or we look up to, there's going to be something you know in their past that was not so, not so uh, good to look at. Yeah, there's a whole mm-hmm. lot. It's a whole lot. Well, um, I will close by saying this about Dr. Seuss. Um, I still have not tried Green Eggs and Ham. I'm sure it's probably not that great, um, <laughs> and it's racist. All right, switching gears. <laughs> Um, Switching gears. A Tampa police officer is relieved of his duties after calling uh, someone the N-word. But this cop happens to be a black man. So it makes this story a little interesting here. All right. Let me get into it. One second here. All right. Where is it at? All right. Black police officer in Florida was fired for using the N-word, but his police union wants him reinstated. A black police officer in Florida was fired from this week after footage from his body camera showed him using the N-word during a personal phone call and while making an arrest last last November. Delvin White, his last name is White, that's hilarious. Um, Delvin White, an eight-year veteran of Tampa Police Department, was a school resource officer at Middleton High School in Tampa. He was fired Tuesday for violating a city policy that prohibits discriminatory conduct, according to a statement uh, from the city. Body cam footage released by the department shows White driving around a parking lot, chatting with people and saying goodbye after a high school football game November 13th. Um, he first uses the word while talking to himself, according to the footage. A few minutes later, White makes a personal call to a woman and the two begin discussing dinner plans before talking about the dif- differences in their jobs. Every day that I go to work and not one kid gets shot or stabbed, that means I've done my job. And that's a lot of responsibility. You don't have all that responsibility, White says, explaining the the other person's job before speaking about his own. Well, you know, some will say you have more responsibility. You manage a multi-million dollar property, he says, or some ghetto nigger don't get stabbed or shot. I don't know, but they, but they, but they mama though, and worth a million dollars. 
Uh, during the investigation, White told his supervisor that he used the N-word while making an arrest for trespassing on November 30th. According to the city statement, police also released body cam footage of that arrest. Okay. Basically, what he said at the end, he says, uh, when he was arresting him, he said, are you going to jail now, nigga? That's what he said. That's what he yeah. told the guy. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my take on this. Um, my take on this is this. Right? When you put that badge on. Okay. Let me, let me just let's tie, tie it all in. This, I think all, everyone can relate to this statement I'm about to make. Have you ever been to a department store or a fast food restaurant or somewhere else and you feel like the clerk is a little too friendly like or they're a little too relaxed and you just met them like you, you're scanning your groceries through and you'd be like, man, I've had a long day. They'd be like, shit, me too, bro. It's been fucked up for me and this and that. Mm -hmm. And the, your first thought is like, yo, why is this person so unprofessional? Yeah. Aren't, aren't you at work? <clears throat> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or a person that's using pet names at the at, at the at the freaking fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. Like there was a person, there was a guy and, and he was, you know, he was gay, but he was a little flamboyant. And he kept saying, okay, hon, what do you want? Thanks, babe. All right, honey. Right? Mm -hmm. And he was saying that to me. And me, I just didn't care. I just wanted my food. I didn't give a fuck. That right? happened to me once. I forgot right. to tell you. I was uh, I was on the phone with, like, Apple. Uh, like, I was buying buying a new MacBook. And then okay. it was kind of setting up, you know, all my, yeah. my uh, whatever, the yeah. accessories and whatnot. Um, and one of the dudes was like, uh, like when I got off the phone, he was like, "All right, hun, goodbye," or so, some some to that effect. Yeah. Like, uh, no, he was, he said um, he was saying something. I, I had made a joke, and he was like, mm, "Girl," and I was like, yeah. "I got a whole lot of dick over here. I ain't no girl." <laughs> <laughs> you low key, you low key look like a hun though. <laughs> keep 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 hun fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but people get a little too fucking relaxed man mm -hmm. is what i'm saying they're yeah. like we're on a podcast so the language you're using and the things we're saying that's that's a whole different fucking story yeah. right but when i'm out like let's say for example let's say if, if you're a cop you got no reason to be saying nigga even yeah. if you're a black man and it's a part of your everyday vernacular around yeah. your friends yeah. you should not be at work you are a public servant you work for the people we yeah. don't work for you okay yeah. so when you put that motherfucking badge on you do not walk around like you going to jail now nigga yeah i don't care if you're from the neighborhood i think charlamagne tried to get him off the hook charlamagne was like just reinstate the man you know he from the neighborhood he this and that that what that is that is hypocrisy mm -hmm. because if this was a white officer we'd be up yeah, his motherfucking ass here, yeah we'd be up his motherfucking ass like hey man you know um what's this shit about you know you saying the n-word and blah 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 and everybody be wanting to counsel the white dude right mm -hmm. but as a black man you got to realize you need to be professional also. By the way, this opens the floodgates. If you re if you reinstate this black officer for saying nigga, you got to do it for the white you gotta, man. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, you got to set the president. Now there's going to be a bunch of white officers like, yeah, nigga. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, they're just going to reinstate me anyways. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sprinkle some crack on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Sprinkle some crack on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That'd be crazy. Imagine getting beat up and then you wake up from like getting your ass whooped and you see some sprinkles of crack on you. You'd be like, hey, put some put this crack on that me. Crack all on your nose. That's yeah. crazy. Don't you dare put that crack on me. <laughs> yeah. I think I think 
the biggest thing for me, like, you know, as you know, just hearing another black man say the N word is just not that not that big of a deal to me. Right. But the 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 part that bothers me is just exactly like you said, just the, the profession professionalism that we need to bring to our jobs. Right. And for him to you know, be on the phone so casually, just talking about, you know, regular, having casual conversation while he's at work. He's yeah, still on the job. Stupid. And then arresting somebody and calling him a nigga and then saying like ghetto niggas. And like, you could tell there's like, it seems like a little bit of like a, like a racial undertone, like a little bit of self hate and yeah, uh, some of be. that, and some of that lingo. And that's, that's like another level. Cause it's, you know, the, the professionalism as- aspect of it. But then a lot of these cops, like, um, we've seen it time and time again, not personally, but like in movies and stuff where there would be a black cop on the force and, you know, they they just riding with all the wrongdoing to black communities and, yeah. you know, killings of, uh, you know, innocent black people and stuff like that. So that's the that's the part that, that bothers me also. Um, but as far as it's him just saying it is whatever. But just that like the magnitude uh, uh, of that. And then, like you said, also just setting that precedent because. If and I'm sure there's going to be a case because this is this is just how the judicial system works. Like, you know, a person either gets um, fired or a person gets, you know, thrown in jail for a certain thing. And then when lawyers are in court, they'll be like, hey, well, back in 2021, a black man said the N word and he got hired on to, you know, or he got let go and then he got rehired. And then, you know, that same thing is going to happen to a white man and they're going, you know, they're going to go exactly back to back to that case and they're gonna be like well tom can say it also because you mm-hmm. know this black man did it so then yeah. you're gonna have a whole bunch of cops singing the rap music saying the n-word yep. so fucked up yeah <laughs> yeah it was like hey so you guys listen to niggas with attitudes yeah. nigga 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 <laughs> well they're just gonna reinstate me anyways <laughs> doesn't matter can you imagine, can you imagine the black cop can you imagine that black cop going to like support a black business and his like his dash, his, what do you call that? Not his body cams on. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Hey, look, I, I want a double cheese, but don't be making me none of them nigger burgers, okay? <laughs> Make me a real regular burger." Welcome to the nigger burger home of the nigger burger. Can take your order. <laughs> like, Can I have an extra nigger burger? Let me get a double nigger with a. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me get some of them uh, uh, pit bull style fries. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's um, crazy. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. man, mm-hmm. I I just think that's where I am with it, man. I, mm-hmm. And there's so many there's so many things that could be true about it. I just think that just because he's black, we can't cut this guy slack because that's hypocritical to what a lot of black people really feel. If it was a white officer, he has no excuse to say this. Yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think even think the argument is him saying the n word. I just think it's him saying it at work. Yeah, it's like dog. It's just a. It's just a, extremely un professional mm-hmm. yeah man I, I, it happened to me i went to albertson's it was out of town i think i was like in like in rosamond or like near lancaster i went to albertson's and the girl was like yeah she's like they got those yeah well i got i think i got a case of beer she's like yeah they got the case of beer and that for half off and i was like nah i ain't trying to do that oh you're not trying to get fucked up huh i'm thinking like lady you work at albertson's just scam my groceries yeah you don't need all of this. Like, yeah. it's cool to talk to people, you know, it, it, it's, especially when you're checking out, you know, it just ma- lets, you know, the customer know you're a human being. Right. And just having casual conversation. But, like, it's not that there's no need to get personal about it. And it's also no need to cuss at me by any means. Yeah. I mean, just scam my groceries. Don't try yeah. to eat. Don't try to eat my groceries. This is- <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Yeah. Um, 
What else? I, I didn't really have. I don't really got too much else on that. Yeah. Uh, I think we hit every angle on that one. The nigga police. Yeah, man. Imagine if they had that like a real show, like cops. What you gonna do when them niggas come? Muzzle on that beat, yo. Muzzle on that beat, yo. Oh man. All right, switching gears. Um, Instagram uh, recently it temporarily removed likes, uh, and and we'll see how it affected its users. Use some elevator music while I look for this. All right. Here it is. What happened to Instagram likes? The accidental update explained. Many Instagram users got an unexpected surprise this past week, and they refreshed their feeds only to see all of their likes disappear in the blink of an eye. Several unimpressed Instagrammers took to social media to complain about the unwanted update that came without warning. Uh, Unfortunately, for those who thrive on tracking engagement on their Insta posts, uh, a spokesperson of the Facebook-owned app has since explained the update that caused likes to be removed was a complete accident. Instagram has been testing the removal of likes for years, but the test wasn't available to everyone, at least not until the slip up that occurred on March 2nd allowed some users to an accidental sneak peek. And we unintentionally added more people to the test today, which was a bug. We are fixing this issue and restoring like account like counts to those people as soon as, as possible. The spokesperson said Instagram quickly scrambled to fix this error, but not before many users noticed the change. And it was typical when apps received drastic update apps. People were not too happy about it. All right. Here's the deal. This is what I think. I think that so many people are wrapped up in getting affirmation and confirmation from likes and selfies and filters and thirst traps and all the bullshit that goes into social media that this would only affect the motherfucker that they live and die on social media mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i think it's it's sad who gives a fuck the reason why i brought this up is because who really gives a fuck about the likes right mm-hmm. who really gives a fuck if you're trying to if you're trying to push content out or you're trying to do something i get it, it then it might make a little sense but if you were just posting another, another picture of your booty who really gives a fuck yeah you're just using social media like every other person. Likes don't equate to anything, really. They don't. I mean, if you get paid off of it, it makes a difference. But right. not the average person is not getting paid off of Instagram. No. Yeah. You just another you just another person using filters. That's all it is. Yeah. And I think that what people need to realize is that with social media, it's better to use it as a tool. Like if you have some form of content, like we put the podcast out. So when you post these pictures or you post certain things to engage people, of course you want to know that works, but honestly, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I think that likes have added more. What I personally think, I don't think this was an excuse. I mean, I don't think this was an accident. I think it was a fucking social experiment. That's what I think. Probably so. I think it was a social experiment. Because I have an app. So in order to, and I don't know how the people downloaded the update or whatever, right? but in order to, especially on the iPhone, it's Apollo like a, 16, y'all. Check it, it out. There you go. It's like a whole process in order mm-hmm. to upload your app, especially to the it's it especially to the um the Apple the iOS. So 
for them to like accidentally do it, like these people are extremely intelligent. I don't know if you just accidentally upload that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All I know is there was. <clears throat> I, all I know is I, I. I think it's hilarious when you think about, like, all right. At least I think that women are more impacted by social media than anyone because women are the driving force behind it. Mm-hmm. Without women, Instagram is dead. Yeah. Within one day. Without pictures of booty and titties and um, cute pictures and stuff like that, Instagram's dead. Or also without the men to like it, the what, horny man. Right, without the simp's, mm-hmm. you gotta have simp's. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's that's the thing, man. That what I'm basically saying is is like women will take like thirty pictures until they get that right one right, with the yeah. with the right angle and the right amount of sunlight and the right filter and the right all that right amount of ass right man. amount of ass and the mm-hmm. right amount of acting like you didn't wasn't trying to show your titties but you really was. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And then you put the picture on there and right when you upload it, all of a sudden you waiting for you waiting for those those likes to just rain on your photo. Yeah. And then four minutes goes by, no likes. Nobody Ten minutes goes by, no likes. Mm-hmm. Twenty minutes <clears throat> go by, no likes. So then you're like, oh fuck, that was the wrong one. Let me delete it. So then yeah. you delete it, and then you go back, and now you put a little more cleavage, and then you put yeah. a little more booty. You poke your booty out a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. And then you put it back up. Three minutes, no likes. Five minutes, no likes. Mm-hmm. Twenty minutes, no likes. And then you just go in the living room, and then you get a a a, a, a fucking forty ounce bottle of uh, E forty's beer, and you drink it. <laughs> forty ounce. Because Earl now you're Stevens. depressed. <laughs> now you're depressed. Yeah. So now you're drinking yourself into a slumber because you didn't get the likes you wanted. Yeah. Okay. Then you call up Doctor Miami. Then you call up Doctor Miami. Yeah. Right. And, and then he uh, I don't tell know him what, you need that 13 inch. Are you gonna just what the fuck? We talking <laughs> about his family for ransom. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. If you guys caught that last episode, we talked about the guy that threatened Doctor Miami because he wanted to have a 13 inch dick. <laughs> Bruh, if you got if you if you got a thirteen inch piece, dude, you don't even have a dick anymore. Yeah, you have an organ. God dang, <laughs> you're lugging. You need a briefcase for that dick, man. <laughs> there is no pair of pants or sweats that can hold that much dick, man. That's crazy. That's bad. <laughs> like I girls would be like, uh uh-uh, uh, don't talk to him. Uh uh-uh, uh, he put me at KMC. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga busting down my walls like construction. I had to go to Clinica Sierra Vista. <laughs> I had to go to Clinica Sierra Vista after he put that 13 inch in me. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. I had to see my gynecologist after. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh man. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, you gotta stop being a slave to social media, man. Mm-hmm. You can tell when people do this. And there's so many different so many different ways, you know, the people that, uh, you know, make themselves look more interesting to get likes. And this is not women that just do this. It's everybody is guilty of this. Mm-hmm. At one point I was guilty of it. Like I mentioned myself, like back in the day, I would post that I was at the gym or post some shit about being motivated. And if mm-hmm. you ain't doing this, then, you know, how can you say this or this, whatever, this is a typical guy that's on social media. Yeah. That's low key trying to motivate while at the same time. Like just showing off the fact that you go to the gym a lot. Mm-hmm. Like no one gives a fuck, man. Yeah, shut true. up. Nobody cares, dude. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's one of those things. It's it's unfortunate. I felt like we as uh, human beings have not like been conditioned to to deal with like social media in the way we are. Like right. honestly, I feel like if this is gonna be the new norm, where Instagram and Facebook and uh, 
and Snapchat and Twitter is always going to be in our lives. We might need um, some sort of like class on dealing with like the the issues and the problems that come with it and even like the pros and cons of it. Because obviously it's a, a lot of pros. There are people that have businesses on there. You know, people have clothing lines and um you know, people selling food and all these kind of things. And it's helping their, uh, it's helping their business. But at the same time, like the, the darkest moments of Instagram is, is really deep. And I feel like, especially during the quarantine, like it caused a lot of, uh, mental health issues. So, um, I just, I just would hope that people can see the ill effects of it before it, before it gets too late. Because, and, and the thing too about it is like, these likes don't mean anything like oftentimes like people hold so much weight to the likes and the views and stuff like that not even realizing that um somebody that may actually like what you post it and it not not even in like a sexual way but just you know maybe it's just a, a, a drawing you did or whatever somebody may actually would have liked it but it didn't necessarily come across their feed because True. the Instagram algorithms, it right. you know, changes for different people. Maybe it you're does. not necessarily looking for that person. And then, right. you know, the more and more likes it gets, it starts getting pushed up on people's times timeline. Yeah. But, you know, that's that to me, that's why you shouldn't put so much weight into it. Because right. people not liking it doesn't mean they don't like it. A hundred percent. Yeah. They're, they have a thing on there that says, like, most shown in feed. Oh really? Yeah, they do. I've never seen Most that. shown in feed or least shown in feed. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, why are people? Why are these people less shown or more shown? Oh, and so it's because it's, they're categorizing people like that. Yeah, on, oh, on Instagram. Okay. There's, okay. Yeah, when you go through it, like if you look through your friends or like people, <clears throat> like if, if it says least shown in feed or whatever, or least interacted with. Oh, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, least interacted <clears throat> with. Um, I click on that and be like, okay, yep, time to unfollow them. Because with, with me, like, I, I mean, I put out content. I don't need to be having a bunch of people that, that I follow. Like, I don't follow a bunch of hot chicks. I used to follow a bunch of hot chicks. Yeah. Super. Every time I seen a hot chick, I just say, follow. Oh, her mm. booty is big. I'm going to follow her. Oh, she got some big old titties. Let me follow her. Yeah. That's weird. It's kind of weird when you think about it. Yeah. You, you've, you grow to get this fascination with these people that you don't know. And it's like, you just like, you looking at the pictures like, oh, that's a nice picture. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do absolutely nothing but stare at it. Wow. Yeah. Stupid. The, um, Joe Budden was, he was, um, and I don't want to stray into what he was actually talking about. I, I want to bring it back to what we we're talking about. But he mm-hmm. was talking about the uh, the Bruno Mars and um, and uh, Anderson Pack song. Oh. And he was like, he was like, I love the song, but he was just like, something about it is very like poppy in the sense that it's like a perfect song. He was like, basically referencing that to like the music that they're they're uh referencing as far as like the, the 70s and stuff where you yeah. know that old soulful music where they had real musicians but and the stuff. Lead open song? yeah 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 that song is dope as fuck <clears throat> yeah but his critique was that it was just too it was too perfect he was saying like you know back in the day there may be a note that they miss here and there that's and facts they, yeah so he was saying like that's the reason why he he was like it's just a perfect rendition of that i say that to say on instagram like those women that you were following are mm-hmm. a perfect rendition Great rendition point. of women that you see in real life. Because oh, women wow. be having women have pimples. Women got cellulite. Yeah, they got know. pimples on their booty. It's <laughs> got pimples on their booty. Women, yeah, it's a bunch of different yeah. Stuff. Some so. women like you see them post a picture, 
And then when you actually about to have sexual relations, they got like a lot of stretch marks. Yeah. And then the stretch marks don't bother me at all. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If some girls be having stretch marks on their booty and it looked like one of those oatmeal cookies, like the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, ain't wrong no stretch marks. Ain't wrong no stretch mark. It just yeah. means something stretched. That's all yeah. it means. Yeah, your ass getting fatter. That's all it means. That's all it means. Yeah. You've been going to El Taco Loco three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and this is, might sound like a weird question, but have you ever had stretch marks? Like me? And, yeah. Fuck yeah, I got yeah. them right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just got a new stretch mark, and uh, just right now, you talking about? <laughs> That nigga Eddie getting thick. Yeah. <laughs> I think my butt getting big. Butt getting big. Butt getting big. Nah, I remember like when I would um, lift weights pretty heavy. Like I would, yeah. especially like when I would do leg workouts more mm-hmm. so, like I would get them like in my hip area and That's stuff crazy. like that. Yeah. yeah and I was like, damn, it's weird. Nigga getting thick you know over that, here. Do you know what that means? What's that? That means uh, Keith's hips don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh Shakira looking at <laughs> Shakira got like her her vocal like her vocal like uh extremes is like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That especially on that song. Uh-huh. And she got the accent too. That movie sounded crazy. Yeah, I be like, man, she sound like she like singing and like drinking milk at the same time. And having an orgasm at the same time. <laughs> Wow, that was an extreme. That was an. Let's start a hashtag. Cancel Keith. <laughs> Cancel Keith. Twenty twenty one. All summer twenty twenty one. That's crazy. All right, switching gears. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, put more emphasis on the outside than inside. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, I know you've heard a many million times. You know, you've heard um, it's what's on the inside that really matters. And you see people that post these quotes. You know, um, I'm not just beautiful. I have it on the <clears throat> inside, or it's the inside, this and that, or whatever. But speaking from a very general sense, with men and women. Most people make the outside look great because it's the easiest thing to do. Mm. It's the easiest thing to do to buy the newest Jordans, to have the nicest clothes, to Mm. have the nicest hat, to get your nails done, have Mm. the nicest nails, have the nicest makeup, Mm -hmm. you know, have the nicest tits, have the nicest ass. All this shit on the Mm. surface looks great. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed, even in women, for example, some of the most pretty, nicest nails, you smell good, you got a fat ass, you got nice breasts. You look amazing. You got nice hair, but your mental health is fucked. Yeah, it is fucked. You got and it's crazy. And it's weird how some of the most beautiful, great looking women are insecure. Yeah, it is so fucking weird. Mm -hmm. It's like, how are you insecure looking like that? Mm-hmm. Right. But it shows there's just a disconnect. Mm-hmm. You have you you are infatuated with making the exterior be the focal point when it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not the focal point. That outside looks amazing. But like you talk to them, it's like a lot of women. I noticed some of the best looking women, they have the hardest time taking a joke or they have humor that's really dry mm-hmm. or they always they, they they're, they're angry or they're mean or whatever. And my thing is, is, is I say this because it's it's not even really their fault all the way too. <clears throat> it's like this expectation society has also. Mm-hmm. 
but it's 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 just really weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also notice like people that'll be extremely overweight, right? Extremely overweight, but they got a five uh, a five X T shirt with uh, Jordan emblems all over it. Mm-hmm. So you're trying your best to make your outside look good, mm-hmm. even though you wear a size fifty seven pants, mm-hmm. and you, you're getting fifty seven pants. That's uh, uh, what do you call them? What's them pants I be buying? That I be buying a lot. The Levi's, the five hundred ones. You got size fifty eight five hundred ones with some brand new Jordans and the the newest hats and the newest clothes. Mm-hmm. When you probably should be working on your weight, to be honest. Yeah. But it's kind of in a way I bring this up. The mental aspect of it is because you're trying to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is just a problem in general. Yeah. I think that uh, I've seen situations where um somebody. You know, they'll shoot a music video. They may spend like two thousand dollars on a music video or, you know, they do it. They do a um, like a, a photo shoot, you know, outdoors vibes. And, you know, they may spend um, a few hundred on props and, you know, just, uh, you know, they may have went to the mall the day before and bought some new shoes, new T-shirts, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And. They spend who who knows how much they'll put together all together, but they may spend a few you know a few thousand dollars on the whole the whole ordeal, and then they'll pay you you know maybe like five hundred dollars or so um, just to to shoot or film or whatever. Um, only to for for us as a, a photographer, videographer, director, whatever to you know cut up things, and in, in our mind everything looks good, and then we send it to them, and then they're like. Hey, like my, I don't like the way I was smiling right there. Could you cut that out? Or you know, uh, that's that's not my good side right there. Like, can you can you can you cut this frame or can you move this over here? To, you know, and what you realize is that you know, like you said, they spent so much on the exterior, they spent mm-hmm. so much on the haircut, they spent so much on the shoes, t-shirts, locations, all this kind of stuff, um, and they failed to actually pay attention to what's really wrong with the whole situation and that is mm-hmm. that they are actually, you know, battling a bunch of insecurities. Fast. So all that money that they could that they spent on <clears throat> how they look, they could have spent that money on um maybe seeing a therapist. There you go. You know, maybe some sort of like positive affirmation, some self-help books that, you know, would you know, teach you certain things to be more comfortable with yourself. Right. Listening to a J. Cole album, this nigga got songs like Crooked Smile and all that. So right. like if you actually listen to that consistently, yeah. uh, songs like Love Yours, you know, listen, it's listening to that messaging consistently. Yeah. Um, it may actually help you because um like the like it never ends. Like you said, if you're if you're a person that is, you know, insecure about some aspect of your body that, you know, is not necessarily um, like God has God gifted you certain attributes and you want to enhance these things. It may never end. And that's why you see certain people and even, you know, people here locally in Bakersfield. We know people that have gotten plastic surgery, but yeah. rarely does it stop like at one thing. Yeah, it just you know, keeps going they, and going. They might get the booty and then after the booty, they might get. Um, the get lips, the titties, the lips. Yeah. They might get the lips, and then you know they'd be constantly going back and getting the kind of skin bronzing, you know, look to them, and it just it just keeps going and going and going and yeah. going. So you're only putting a band aid on your on your real issues. There you know? is, there you're putting you go. a band aid on the the fact that you're insecure. You're de- you're right. dealing with some sort of like you know mental health issues instead of like spending that money that you took to Dr. Miami and seeking a therapist or like I said, seeking something that is actually going to fix the root of the problem and not the surface level. 
Yeah, exactly. It's just like putting a Band-Aid on a stab wound. Uh-huh. And it's crazy, man. And, and <clears throat> all we do is we keep on doctoring up things instead of actually addressing the problem. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I, this is very prevalent in society. People don't realize mm-hmm. it. With me, I think the number one thing is to be honest with yourself. Like if it, let's say, you know, you are overweight or you are insecure about your teeth or you are whatever. Be honest about that. Be upfront about that to yourself and know that it's not the end of the world. You can still go to the fucking dentist and get your teeth fixed. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world. It may be pricey, especially in America. Mm-hmm. In America, the fucking dentist is expensive. Yeah. But regardless, just get your money up and then you could go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Um and you can fix that. That's more cosmetic stuff. But then the problem is, is after you fix that, it's still something there. Yeah. It's not the only thing. I think, you know, I, and I don't know the statistics, but like I was saying, if you look at, um, and I, I don't want to use these people as an example, because I don't know if they're insecure or not. But if you look at a, like somebody like Cardi B, like she got her teeth done and then she got her booty done. And, you know, I don't know what other breasts. I think. Yeah, titties done, and then you look at like a Chloe Kardashian. Like yeah. every time, every she, every time she pop up on TMZ, she look different. She look like a different person, yeah. and she's starting to look younger. She got like a Benjamin Button uh, <laughs> aspect to her. So, yeah. um, um, Kim Kardashian as well. Like you, you know, you see the body transformation over the years. Uh, and Nicki Minaj too. Like these are, you know, these see different aspects of their body just drastically changing you know from the start of their career till right. till the end of it um and even people that like you know it'd be some girls that have like a subtle change where they may get mm-hmm. they may go up like one cup size or something like that and you'd be like oh okay i could see like you you were probably insecure about some things too um but i still just always go back to that point like you like you said you got to look in your mirror and just be honest with yourself like yo my teeth aren't that straight you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't like the the way my uh, like my my gut hangs over my pants or, you know, my thighs is a little bit big or something like that. Um, but <laughs> she is. <laughs> you got me with my gut hangs over my pants. <laughs> Some niggas that ain't seen they dick in like five years, they've been, they've been, they've been peeing blindfolded for like five years. <laughs> hey, one day I was using the bathroom and uh, uh, I had like a big old jacket on. Yeah. And like I couldn't see where my where my stuff was to yeah. like <laughs> really. <laughs> and I was like, dang, this must be how fat niggas feel like when, <laughs> when they pee. <laughs> you know what's fucked up? This is the, this is the fucked up part. The reason why you really don't want to gain a bunch of weight and stuff and have a big old stomach is because you're missing out on the best parts. Like imagine you having sex with a chick from the back, but you can't even watch the, <laughs> you can't even watch the best part of the doggy style because you're blocking it with your stomach. Yo, your freaking stomach resting on that crack is just like it ain't. It you ain't, can't even it watch sexy. You, you can't even watch it go in and out. <laughs> that's where in and out you got is a feeling, huh? That's where in and out got their name from. <laughs> What's that? Hidden from the back. <laughs> That's and a Christian company too. That's no, a nasty. it's not. They is. In and out is not a Christian company. Mm-hmm. That's Chick Fil A. No, they are. They. I really? think they're like. 
they might not be Christian. They might be like Mormon or something. But it is a religious religious aspect. Wow, too. really? Yeah. What's so Christian about it? Making <clears throat> what's so? I'm telling you, there's nothing Christian about those fries. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> those fries are that's terrible. Straight. Yeah, that's they, they, they got to get rid of those fries. That's the devil's work, right there. Yeah, them some devil fries. <laughs> you have our fries devil style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, like our devil style fries. <laughs> Yeah. Like, man, if you don't get this Satan Satanism fries the fuck <laughs> off my plate, my sister is down right now, and she went to In and Out. It's like, oh, I had to come get this, and I'm thinking, like, Monica, why did you go go to In and Out? Nah, that's not the spot. No, that's There's not some better restaurants to hit. You waiting you're like town. 40 minutes for a mediocre burger? I, I make better burgers at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's facts. My bad. Keith was going in on something. I fucked him up. You're talking about. You know, it, just being honest, I guess, about, you know, having your gut hanging over yeah. your, your belt or whatever. Just look in the mirror and just, like, tell yourself, like, you know, it, it is. I think the best way to look at it is, like, it is what it is. Right. But if there is some aspect of it where you can um, physically do something to change it there without, you, go. you know, going under the knife, then do that prior to um, doing surgery. That's right. also, like, a lazy mentality, in it my is. opinion. Because, obviously, like, you can't. You can't do uh, freaking bench press and get bigger titties, like a bigger cup size. Like you, the right. muscle underneath is going to be bigger, but right. not your titties. Um, but you can do things. You know, there's a lot of women that have like booty, tra- like real life booty transformations. They go from being like. True facts. You know, kind of they got a little bit of something back there. And then all of a sudden they got like, you know what I'm saying? I've seen it's it. It's some emoji. I'm telling you right <laughs> now, if women, if you don't think you can build a booty in a gym, you definitely can. I've seen it mm-hmm. where it's like the girl is. And it's really the skinny girls that get it too like they'll be skinny and they just up their calories and they Mm -hmm. do a lot of leg work they do a lot of and here's here's what people don't get you can't just do leg workouts and your booty get bigger yeah when when, i notice when women work on their chest they back they legs they low back and they 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 do full body workouts yeah and they eat more calories they be gaining hella booty that might be getting fat that shit be looking like the real peach emoji yeah (laughs) You're like, geez, <laughs> they be getting, yeah. yeah, and that's natural. You it's know what I'm natural, saying? Yeah. You don't gotta, you know, you just ten dollars a month in the gym or however much you pay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you ain't got to go to Doctor Miami for that. Yeah, a lot of lot of calories, a mm-hmm. lot of you know, a lot a lot of healthy healthy meats. Getting you know, back shots too. That what? Help. Getting back shots. Women be getting thicker when they be getting smashed. Huh? Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. You heard Keith said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> that's sexist. <laughs> He said the women I get don't know where did that come from. I don't know, but I've heard some people yeah. say that like yeah. girls be getting thicker when they be getting hit. Niggas they be, be saying sex. anything. Yeah, <laughs> they be making up. I think somebody this is a black dude that made that shit up. Yeah, it had to be a black dude. Yeah, yeah. the girls be getting thicker when they be getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's some That's bullshit. So and I was believing that. <laughs> I really believe in like yeah, girls get thicker when you smack. <laughs> when you having sex with them the right way. How did that make sense? You was believing in propaganda? Yeah, how do girls get thicker? <laughs> how you get a bigger booty from getting... That's crazy. The, bo- the booty's in the back. The vagina's in the front. I don't even make no fucking sense. <laughs> it don't, but niggas was really believing that. Yeah, man. Like she must have been getting hit lately, bro. She and thick, it, man. And then especially like the OGs, like the older black dudes, they'd be like, see, no, nah, what it is is the nutrients. Like the nutrients <laughs> from, you know, when you having sex with a man, like the nutrients make her thicker. <laughs> the nutrients. And you're like, man, if you don't shut the fuck up. Oh, heck. <laughs> <laughs> the sex nutrients ain't no nutrients. In- <laughs> 
<laughs> you imagine some? It'd be like some fat dude that you talking about the belly hanging over the over the belt. Mm. He'd be like, "See what it is when you have when they having sex with a big man. And you know they transfer that energy to them, <laughs> to get them thicker." <laughs> nah, nigga, you've been feeding her burgers. That's the problem. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh man, she get thicker. Man. All right, well, I got nothing else on this, Keith. All right, switching gears. Um, what we need to realize if we claim to say that we love somebody or you know, we're, we we care about family members or if it's your wife or your girlfriend or your whoever it is, right? We got to start holding them accountable, but really telling them the truth and what they need mm-hmm. to hear. Let me give you an example of something that just recently happened to me, right? Really, it didn't happen to me, but the situation, right? Okay. There's this, there's this chick I know uh, from back in the day. I used to work with her. I would leave her nameless, but um, she's recently been going through a divorce, Right. And I seen that and I'm like, fuck, I didn't make a comment like what happened or blah, blah, blah or whatever. What I did is I reached out and I just mentioned, I said, hey, I said, I have no idea what's going on. Could you kind of say what she what kind of content she was posting? Well, I'm going to get into that. right now. Okay. Okay. But basically, to make a long story short, um, I seen that she had broke up with her dude and she seemed like she was genuinely happy with the dude. Right. And I didn't get in the middle of it or anything. I just wrote her. I said, look, I have no idea. You know why that why y'all got a divorce that's none of my fucking business mm-hmm. i just want you to let you know as a friend is that if there's anything that can be worked out between you two i think that'd be good to try to rekindle oh, i got you my you know bad. what i'm saying yes yeah, i said because you don't want to be out here man <clears throat> it's ain't nothing out here this is yeah it's not it's not a good market out here these dudes for the streets yeah everybody for the streets and it's just a bad time like mm. you know <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad time to try to look for a relationship oh right? it's a bad time really mm. but probably the worst time in american history <laughs> to be single and and Really, if you're really a person that wants a relationship, this is the worst time in American history to get yeah, one. This is the black plague of relationships. This is the black plague of relationships. Yeah. The, the dating apps, the the too much attention, it's just garbage. Yeah, social media, mm-hmm. social media fucked up the whole dating landscape. But mm-hmm. anyways, okay, so then that went on. But then I start seeing behaviors start changing. She started posting a bunch of like thirst traps and like kind of asking this pretty kind of kind of like begging for this attention, right? And I was just like, maybe she's going through some type of depression or something. I don't know, but whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then she posted something <clears throat> about like, you know, thick thighs and mental health issues or whatever, right? And I was just like, come on, this is just too much. Like, mm-hmm. you just got a divorce and you're putting all this content up. Yeah. So what I did is I inboxed her after I seen that, and I wasn't even writing her based on the 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 the, the like racy photos, right? I had seen some self negative self talk stuff on her social media like you know this is messed up you know when your husband leaves you and you, you know you just you just feel worthless whatever the case like you feel worthless or whatever the tone was mm-hmm. so i just messaged her and told her like hey i think you need to get off social media and see a therapist mm-hmm. right and i said it straight up see a therapist and i say this respectfully like as your friend mm-hmm. and she was just like wow a therapist like lol i guess and i said look i say that respectfully and then that was it then the next day she subbed me right <clears throat> she subbed me basically saying I have friends that are like, you know, congratulating me on the photos and I have people trying to tell me to get see a therapist and, and stuff like that and whatever. And then in the comments, her friends is like, oh, wow, what asshole told you you need to see a therapist just because you posted sexy photos and oh, wow, like what an asshole, this, that, and the third. Just a bunch of people just they were championing what she was doing instead of holding her accountable. Before, before you go on was... um. So she did like a post breakup 
kind of racy Photoshop yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't help you get over your relationship. Yeah, not only that, it was a whole bunch of other this nonsense and mm-hmm. weird behavior mm-hmm. that concerned me genuinely as a person because I like her as a person, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like as a person, current tense, not past tense. Like when you care about people. You, you tend to be worried about it. I'm the person that's going to say something, right? Yeah, yeah. So to make a long story short, I, t- I, I popped up in the comments after she pretty much subbed me. I said, hey, I'm the friend that told her to see a therapist and get off social media because I genuinely care for, you know, about her as a human being. Mm-hmm. Unlike a lot of y'all, like it's a lot of people in the comment section <laughs> that are just championing everything she's doing and not holding her accountable. And you're just like, wow, you just agreeing with everything. Mm-hmm. Folks, you need to stop doing that. If you claim to love your sister, your wife, wife your cousin whoever make sure you hold them accountable and you feel they're doing something that's concerning or it's not good Mm -hmm. you need to be the voice of reason because the world is only going to affirm your bullshit when they also when they consider it entertaining yeah right you need real motherfuckers and i said at the end i just said look if i'm the bad guy i'll be the bad guy all day because i genuinely care about you as a person and whatnot and then she apologized for saying she subbed me or whatever and i said look it's all good you don't owe me an apology mm-hmm. i really don't give a fuck <clears> that she subbed me i'm glad she did because it put more spotlight on that i genuinely care about her and i want her to get help and she also mentioned that she has been seeing someone for help mm-hmm. but i've seen like if you ever known somebody in your life that committed suicide you do not want that shit to happen to someone mm-hmm. now am i saying she directly with a suicide uh you know, potential suicide. I don't know that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I don't know that and I have to question that, I'd rather say something than say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's yeah, that's real. I think like the 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 true testament of a of a real friendship or, you know, just a real genuine person that cares about people is having those uncomfortable conversations. Right. You know, I'm sure you have had to do it like I've had to had uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations to my girl or even, you know, to my mom, you know, just telling her like, Hey mom, you should focus on getting your health in order. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of your ailments are due to, you know, the, your weight issues and stuff like that. You know, just trying to tell her, tell her that, and, you know, trying to present it in a way that's like palatable, um, as well. So it's, uh, but that, that only comes out of love. If you don't care, if you don't care about nobody, you just go like oh you know it is what it is like they can they can live their life how they want not even that sometimes the people they care about you the most they feel like they need to protect you Mm -hmm. so they don't say anything yeah 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 and that could be extremely harmful man Mm -hmm. you need people in your corner that's going to tell you when you're fucking up you need people in your corner that are going to hold you accountable yeah because at the same thing the same time that needs to be the standard in which you hold yourself yeah so there's been things keith has told me there's been things i've told keith Mm -hmm. But due to the fact in the way that we actually operate, it didn't bother me. But what it did is say, well, you know what, Eddie? Well, you say that, you know, you say you want to do this or you want to do that. And you have, ain't been doing it. Keith probably only said that because he probably felt you wasn't doing what you said you was doing. Mm-hmm. So how the fuck can you be mad? You can't be mad at what Keith said. or You can't be mad at this or that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. You know, I just think we need more upfront honesty. Like if, if you got a buddy that's been trying to make music and he's mad that people don't like it and saying like, I make great music and you've been watching him do this shit for four or five years, you need to stop him and say, look, man, you just don't have the talent. I know you love making music, but you just don't have the talent. That's why people are not really wanting to work with you and you're not getting better. Damn. Yeah. That's the thing. Some people make music and they've been making the same music for four or five years and they're not 
they're, they're not really dedicated to the craft like that. Because if mm-hmm. you're dedicated, you're going to get better at something. Yeah. If you're just getting worse and worse, or not even worse, if, if you're not, look, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pretty much, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. But we're saying, I'm saying all this to just to reel it all in. You got to stop holding your tongue, man. Yeah. I know some of you guys, you got a mom or a dad or somebody that you love and they're doing shit and they're, they're, it's self-inflicted shit that they keep doing and they continue to not hold themselves accountable and they keep doing this shit and they keep doing it and keep doing it and you keep not saying nothing. I'm telling you right now, fucking say something. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the, the thing about it, like you said, it's we live in a world like it could be a situation. This is just a hypothetical situation where mm-hmm. a girl would break up with her dude two weeks ago and then all of a sudden like she posts uh, a new relationship pic with a new dude and everybody's in the comment congratulating right her. you know what i mean and there you, you could do what you want to with your life but at the same time that sort of behavior is not that it's not acceptable but it's it is it's a situation where you should probably take more time to yourself so if she really had a real friend that was like hey you know, I know you like relationships and you love love and all these kind of things. But, hey, I feel like you should take four months to yourself. Just right. stay off of social media. Just, you know, learn about yourself. Read some books. Go out in nature. Put your toes in some, you know, some lakes or something like that. And and just really sit with yourself and sit with your thoughts. But the average follower, the average person on social media is going to be putting all kind of like Yo, congratulations, you deserve it. Right. You know, he looked like a good man, all these kind of things. In reality, you know, that just basically means, you know, either you're not listening or you don't have that real person in your circle to tell Facts. you, like, you know, what, what's really going on. And for me, like, <clears throat> oftentimes those conversations is uncomfortable. And, right. you know, in my head, I'd be having to, like, work through them. Like, <clears throat> I know this is going to be uncomfortable to say this to whomever, but... I feel like there's some good that's going to come out of it. And, you know, more times than not, like you're you're coming from a genuine spot. But, you know, also receiving it may be uncomfortable because I feel like everyone's natural instinct is to um, is to kind of combat or have a or justify your actions. So um, Eddie was telling me one time, he was like, yo, you have to you have to set expectations for, you know, when you're when you're going to deliver people their work. Because for me, I was like, I was telling him, like, yo, people tripping. They don't really understand how long this stuff takes. And, you know, uh, they pressing me about stuff. They only pay me this amount of money. But he like, yo, like, that's cool and all. But you got to tell people how long this stuff should take or, you know, give them updates throughout the the duration of the process. And for me, I you know, initially, I probably was like, well, you know, they should know because, you know, they they hired a videographer and they know that I'm busy and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, no, they don't know. Right. And I had to sit with myself and really think about it and be like, yo, I, I need to change the way I approach this. Mm-hmm. And and now every time I leave a shoot, I'd be like, hey, give me give me like two weeks and I'll get you the photos mm-hmm. or, you know, I could get uh, I could get you your, your video in like about three weeks. Give me a month or whatever. I'm setting like these expectations and I don't always meet them just because, you know, life gets in the way. But at the same time. 
if they did hit me up in like two weeks, two and a half weeks, they'd be like, hey, wait, hey, you know, any updates on the video? I'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm almost done with it. Give me a couple more days. And then it's that like that way, that conversation right. is much smoother. But, you know, if Eddie was just like, man, yeah, people tripping, man, you, you, you know, there don't worry you about them. Like, I still would have been having the same pattern of right. like this miscommunication with all these clients that I'm dealing with. And, right. you know, that's not that's not good for nobody. A hundred percent. And you mentioned something, dude. You mentioned something in regards to um, uh, like somebody they break up with somebody and like the next week they got photos with somebody else and everybody's mm-hmm. like, congratulations. But not once did you say you know, did you, did they probably get a lot of inboxes like, Hey, you already in a new relationship. Didn't you just break up with so-and-so? Are you okay? Yeah. Did you take time to yourself? Are you you sure that this is the smart move? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what people don't realize is the, there's highly problematic things taking apart in our society and we don't ever question them. Like, you know, when you see somebody that breaks up with somebody and they got a new relationship the next week, there's so many questions. One, they probably was already cheating. First of all, yeah. Nobody yeah. nobody finds love in a week to two weeks right after they break up. They've been talking to the person. But I, I, <laughs> I agree with you, but I know some people that could find they be shifting in and out of boyfriends like switching four lanes. That's like, crazy. Yeah. Like literally they'll meet somebody and you know they'll find some good qualities about them. And I don't know how it happens, but I, I know a girl personally that's I've known her for a little over a year, she's probably had like she's probably had like five, like five boyfriends in a year. Yeah, somewhere in there. My yeah. God, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and all of them in and just from you know from my understanding and from what I know about that that person, they were all well. I think a couple of them overlapped, but for the most part, it was like I just met this person. Boom, he's he's my partner now or is my boyfriend or whatever dumped that person i met this person via tinder you know oh we try to God. make it work boom it didn't work out move like that yeah. you're not meeting nobody on <clears throat> tinder tinder needs to just change this whole thing when you if you're on <clears throat> tinder you're more than likely you're just trying to fuck you are not and, and it's hilarious the profiles like no hookups we're just i'm just looking for friends shut your line Next ass up shut your line ass no hookups first boyfriend <laughs> no hookups second boyfriend <laughs> No hookups. No hookups. Third boyfriend. It's like, yo. Yeah, girls are getting spun around on too. Oh, they man. Like, it what's crazy too is is it that, that clap it reminds me of like back in the eighties, that clapper commercial where they mm. turn the lights off and on. Yeah, that's funny. You remember that commercial? <laughs> yeah. Clap on, clap, clap, <laughs> clap off, clap, clap, clap on, clap yeah. off. The clapper. Tender sound. Tinder is really for tender pussy because they begin they step pound it. Yeah, they ain't got no time to heal the pussy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but you get what we're saying. Mm-hmm. If you see somebody just doing something highly problematic and you want to say something, but don't be, don't even be afraid. Don't even, don't even try to protect the person's feelings. Fuck the person's feelings. I feel like transparency is more important and more crucial to for somebody. Than their feelings you just let them know like let them know give them preface the statement by saying look i'm telling you this because i genuinely care about you as a person and as my friend so i need you to hear me out and not be offended like you move too fast you've had five boyfriends in one in one year you've had five girlfriends in one year yeah you know what i'm saying you you can't stick with somebody or you stay quitting jobs you can't keep a stable job because you just quit every one of them you never show up on time you complain about everything when the problem is actually you. Yeah. I'm telling you this because I care about you. 
Yeah. Right. I was reading this article about, um, and it, it, I was reading it for, I don't even want to say it cause it's going, it, it's going to indict me in a, in a sense, but basically it was, <laughs> it was basically a conversation about how you should approach people about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, say you got a, say you got a, um, you know, a, a sibling or something that's overweight or, you know, your parent, for instance, that's overweight, you know, just talking about how you can approach these people without hurting their feelings and, and stuff like that. So, you know, the whole psychological thing is like, hey, you know, don't shame them. Like there was a that was like five or six do's or don'ts. It was like, don't shame them. You know, don't talk down on them. Um, you know, don't tell them they're fat and all these kind of things. And then it was like the do's were like, you know, try to encourage them and try to, uh you know, tell them, don't approach them about their weight per se, but approach them about the health, the health concerns. Like, you know, say to them, Hey, like, you know, if you're, if you're overweight, you know, that probably will lead to um, high blood pressure and all these, these other things. Um, so that's like the, you know, the scientific way that you should approach it. But for me, I think that the best way to approach these situations is the best way that's going to get results. Right. And I told Eddie uh, a situation when I was in high school, um, when I was playing football. It was my first game, my senior year. I was playing cornerback, and um, we were playing uh, Grand Canyon um, High School. It's a, it's a school down in Southern California. Um, we were playing them, and uh, we were probably up maybe two touchdowns um, in the first half. I think it was like it probably was like uh, we had like. We had probably had like 14 points. They probably had zero or something like that. Maybe a field goal or something like that, right? right. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I'm playing the game. The, the receiver that uh, – the, or the side that – I think I stayed on one side. But the side that I was guarding, he may have got like a, a little five-yard out or a little five-yard hook or something like that. But for the most part, he didn't – they didn't really have no real huge passes on me. Um, but there was one moment in the, in the, in the, in the first half where – uh, the receiver did like a double move and the quarterback had overthrown it and um, he burnt me a little bit. And, you know, luckily, luckily he didn't catch the ball. Right. Right. So all this is happening in the first half, but we still win it. So I'm feeling good about myself and, you know, it's our first game and we up and, you know, it's, it's, everything's feeling good. So, excuse me, we go into uh, the, 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 ha- uh, the second quarter ends. We're going into the, to the um, locker room for halftime and my coach comes up to me and he's like, yo, fingers, you getting abused out there. And I'm devastated. Like, like, what do you mean I'm getting abused? We winning. Like, ain't nobody really caught no crazy passes on me or nothing like that. So, you know, I'm just like thinking about that pretty much the whole halftime. Um, and I just had to deal with it. So, I, you know, I go out, we finish the game, we end up winning and, you know, the rest is history. But at the same time, although that wasn't a very – you know, soft way of telling me that I'm not playing that well. It's necessary. I needed to hear it. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, I, I got my stuff in order and I, I became a better player after that. Right. But I say that to say like, like, you know, in reference to that article that I read about the do's and don'ts when, you know, telling people how to approach them about like losing weight and stuff like that. That's fine. But in reality, the best way to approach it is a thing that's going to get results. Fast. If Coach Golak would have came up to me and was like, hey, hey, son, you know, you're playing OK out there, but you could do a little bit better. Like, that's not especially for like as a as a football player. Like, yeah. this is the most aggressive sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not that's not something that's going to like 
really get somebody going. You right. know what I mean? So you got to be stern. And I was, I was telling Eddie this. I was like, the head coach is going to be on your head and your position coach is going to like soften it up a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's, that's my situation. It's like the, the best thing you can do is just tell people, um, speak from your heart and tell them whatever is going to get results. Yeah. <clears throat> it, I, it was coaches back, back in the day, the heart, the old school coaches be like, mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to lead this game on a stretcher? That you better be physical. Yeah. You better be physical. You better be, you better be, no, don't be tackling with your head down and shit like that. Mm-hmm. They're going to stick it to you. Yeah. And it's the, and sometimes the best way to really get your point across is just uncut, man. Yeah. Just uncut, no chaser. <clears throat> just fucking just straight to the point. Hey, look here, man. I believe in you, but you playing like a loser right now. Yeah. You know, you're, you're much more talented than this. You're better than this. Whatever the case. Like, or, or it don't matter. It could be an uncle or cousin, whoever. Be like, look, I love you. You're my uncle. You're great. But you're an alcoholic. You need to get your shit together. You're fucking up. You, you're making the family look bad. You're making everybody look bad. We support you. We love you. But you keep letting us down, man. When yeah. are you going to get your shit together? The thing about it, too, is, you know, something that me and Eddie are realizing, like, heavy, heavy this past, you know, month to last, you know, few weeks or whatever. Yeah. The world is not nice to you. No, especially if you're, so, oh, fuck. No. Yeah. So if you expecting like everybody to approach you in this, like in that manner, like I always keep going back to that article that I read, like the dudes and dotes. Yeah. Like the, if you expect the world to, to give you this palatable way of improving yourself, then you're going to be a sad person for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, you are. Because you know, we, we, me, me and Eddie and, you know, probably listeners out there has been you know, people that are, you know, people that are widows now and, you know, they're dealing with, um, you know, their husband dying is people that's dealing with, you know, parents that are, right. you know, passed away and all these things right. that we, uh, we know of personally about people that are listening to our podcast, right. but we still got to wake up every single day and keep going. So if you're expecting like somebody, it, obviously we're emotional people. So we got, we, you know, we got to release these, you know, whether it's a cry or a jeer, or, you know, yeah. a smile or whatever, we got to release that. But after all that is said and done, like the world keep on spinning. Yeah. The world's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just the reality <laughs> of it, man. But yeah, if you picked up anything from this and you, you're kind of apprehensive or kind of scared about how to tell someone that. You know, you care about, you know, you need to lose a little weight or you need to this or that or whatever. Pull them to the side. Make sure there is no one there. Absolutely no one around. Mm-hmm. And then you tell them what's on your mind. Let them know you care about them, but make sure you tell them. I had to pull one friend to the side many years ago. He was extremely obese, probably close to 500 pounds. I said, hey, man, I'm pulling you to the side to let you know um, I care about you and you are extremely heavy. You have a, you got a lot of weight on you. And I think it'd be in your best interest, man, if I'll do what I can to help you, you know, drop some of that weight, mm-hmm. you know. And he he was like, hey, man, Eddie, I appreciate you for that. And I said, that's why I pulled you to the side. I'm not trying to be down talking to you in front of people. He said, no, 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 man. You're not down talking me. You're not down talking me. I appreciate that. And he genuinely appreciated me taking him to the side and telling him that. Yeah. You know, because some people would be like, man, I'm worried about you. You need to lose weight, man, in front of like 20 people. Mm-hmm. That's fucking disrespectful. Now that's fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, you, but, you don't. You're not. The the goal is not to embarrass someone. The right. goal is to get them to change their behavior. Yeah, because the truth of the matter is, people already know in their subconscious, deep down in their brain, they know where their their problems are. They mm-hmm. know what the problem is, mm-hmm. and by you telling them out loud, and it's basically it's matching what's 
in their mind versus what you're telling them. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, yep, you know what? It's time I really fucking get some shit in order. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, expressing those things too makes you feel a little bit better. Because, yes. you know, you're already going through a battle in your head. Like, dang, should I tell this person this? Should I tell this person this? And then finally, when you say it, you're like, yo, you, it's some weight off of your shoulders. You know? It's crazy, man. I remember this one time, um, this, a situation happened. It was kind of crazy. And I just told this girl, I was like, man, I just want to have sex with you so bad. She's like, oh, my God, me too. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. That never happened. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you got to tell them. Like, That'd be crazy. Women, you know how offended women, some women would be if they ever got told that? Yeah. Like, That's a, I mean, you were talking about that earlier about some, there was this girl that was basically saying, like, I wish men were more honest uh, and straightforward. Yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. Don't nobody, don't nobody want to hear That's that. That's a whole nother conversation. You yeah. know what? You want to know what? You know what? Let's just, let's just get into that topic. Mm-hmm. We could probably hold this one for next week. You want to hold that one for next yeah, week? Yeah, that's cool. All right, look, we'll get into that. Uh, switching gears. You cannot be, uh, you cannot be upfront like transparent with women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Let me make sure I write this down because this topic was not there. Because uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. <clears throat> women will be like, I just want a man that's straight up with me, that's honest with me and this and that and blah, blah, blah. If you Just say what's on your mind. If you want sex, then say that. Yeah. You can't say that to women. Yeah, it doesn't. That's not That'll right. never work. It'll never work. Women will be like, so you think I'm a hoe? Like, they're not going <laughs> to, even if they want to fuck you, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that, bro. Yeah. Like, there's a way. There's a girl that she posted some, like, some thing on her story, and it shows some dude, like, an example of how to be straight up with women. And the guy was like, yeah, you know, you know, um, it's COVID right now. It's hard to find places to go. And, you know, I think you're sexually attractive. I'm attracted to you. I know you're attracted to me. We should explore some things sexually. I would love to have sex. That'd be something that'd be great. Yeah. And then the girl put like 100, right? Like, this is how you should ask. And I just wrote on the, on the comment. I wrote in the comments or on her story. I said, that guy just talked himself out of the pussy. Yeah. He talked himself out of it. Women yeah. <laughs> women do not want to listen to you blab about sexually exploring yourself. They've already yeah. they already dried up down there. They don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you have sex with women if you have a very seamless transition into the bedroom. Yeah. Don't say too much. Don't do too much. Be 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 respectful and cool, but don't be doing too much. Yeah. Cause you know, you just you pretty much gotta play their game. Yeah. You can't be like, look, real talk, I want to fuck. <laughs> Unless you're a rapper. Yeah, yeah, if you're a rapper, you could do that. <laughs> if two chains walked in, two chains, give me that pussy. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's not, that's not, I, I, I don't even understand how. I think in their mind, they're saying that because they would like men to stop playing games with them. True. I guess that's like the that's undertone, also true. The undertone to what they're saying. Right. But at the same time, like that you you don't want them to lie, but then you also don't want a man to be that honest. They don't. Yeah. But there's a way that you you can be very upfront and make your intentions known without saying that. But yeah. you have to know the language. Here's the language, for example. Hey, you got good vibes. I like to meet up with you and have some drinks. Yeah. Right. So they'd be like, okay, cool. So you meet up, you have some drinks, you keep it loose, you keep it cool, but you don't try to get too deep. Yeah. You don't, you don't get, talk about marriage. You don't talk about oh, yeah. kids. Expectations. And, yeah, and all expect, that. You don't talk about all that. You just mm. keep it loose. You make her laugh. But the number one thing you do is you listen. You just listen to her blab and blab and blab. Because she's going to talk about her ex-boyfriend. You're talk about gonna talk all about kind of She's going to talk yeah. about her ex. She's going to talk about all this shit. Her best friend. That ain't no good. Yeah, she's going to talk about her best friend. You're going to talk about all mm. this stuff. And you just like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. Ah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Just listen. And by the time the date is over, she's probably talked about 70% of the time. You mm-hmm. about 30, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And the next time you'll be like, hey, you know what? We should have some drinks at my house and watch a movie. Yeah. That's basically like, yeah, you should come over and we should practice safe sex. We should practice safe sex. <laughs> by the way, by the way, folks, fellas, women, gentlemen, everyone listening, making a woman an offer to come over does not mean you're fucking. You could just be enjoying each other's time. By the way, don't expect anything from women. Women do not owe you shit. But yeah. chances are, if she comes over and you open the door and she's got on leggings and Uggs and a loose sweater, then some pussy's getting given up that yeah. day. Yeah, it's going to be some pussy juice everywhere. It's going to be a, a pussy massacre going on. <laughs> pussy massacre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely got it. You got to check to see what, what they got go- what they got going on. Yeah, she man. got some heels and some, and some jeans you on. You ain't getting her. nothing. Yeah, y'all might just, she might just be talking 70, 70% of the time again. Yeah, so. what'll happen is you might, you might get a kiss that night. Yeah. Right. But you gotta. Um, you might get to rub on her booty, maybe. Not yeah, Maybe. Maybe. But mm-hmm. you got heels and all that makeup and clo- and and smelling all good and stuff. She's letting you know mm-hmm. when she comes over to your house when she has that that you are getting no pussy. Yeah. It is not happening to you. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah. I don't. I can't remember a time where uh, a girl came over that well dressed and I was you know it ended and ended in a good night. Yeah, because what, what ends up happening, too, is is if she comes over to your house, depending on what time it is, and she's dressed like that, she's going over there to chill with you, and nothing's going to happen, and then and she's, she's going to go out with yeah. her friends, and then now- Unless the opposite, though. What if she went out, and then she came over your house? Ooh. That might- you know. Yeah, but even then, though, what, not, I disagree with that, because what's going to happen is if she <clears> leaves the club, she's still going to go home and freshen up and change and get in the shower, mm-hmm. and then she's going to come over with the leggings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. especially, especially if it's uh, winter time. Mm-hmm. So you got the leggings and the UGG boots and the loose sweater, mm-hmm. it, the ones that say pink on them. Mm-hmm. It just say love pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They smell like love spell. That's like getting dig down attire. You said what? That's getting dig down attire. Yeah, that's like a a, a, a military uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Going to war. Going to war with the dick. <laughs> live, 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 right, live, live. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, we got off fucking around. But honestly, dude, you cannot. Here's the thing. You can be upfront with women, but it has to be like, it cannot be like the raw uncut stuff. You can never be upfront with women. You just can't. Yeah. And I know there's going to be some women like, that's not true. You could be upfront with me and I can handle it. No, you can't. I know some women that have said that retroactively. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you should have just told me. But in reality, they, no. if you came off that straightforward, there's no way that that would go. There's like no that. fucking way. There's mm-hmm. no way you could tell a girl like, you know what? Um, I think you're a cool girl. I think you're funny and stuff, but I just want to fuck. Yeah. They're not because they feel like you've reduced them down to nothing. Yeah. That's the, you you ha, it, it has to be that like that's why like um subtext is so important and and as human beings we kind of understand it on a certain right, level. right you know we understand like Eddie said if you if you're in, inviting a girl over to to watch a movie and it's you know like hey come through at like eight o'clock I'll you know I'll be free at, at eight or whatever like you know if you're watching a movie at nighttime like that may be um a sign or that may be you know uh, a clue that he, the guy has intentions on doing something. You know what I mean? If right. if it's if you're trying to see a movie in the daytime, then you know that's going to be more of a relationship type of vibe. You know what right. I mean? You're not you're not you're not going to see a movie during the daytime. You, like you know the 
most people have sex at night. So, you know, if you go into the movies at noon or you go into a matinee, like, you know, it's going to be a real kind of conversational thing. That would be, that, that's, that's <clears throat> facts though. Mm-hmm. I would be confused if a chick tried to fuck me during the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> trying to fuck me at fucking 1 p.m. I'm yeah, like, the sunlight out, I can't even get into my bag. Yeah, first of all, I'm always at work, but let's say it's a day off or I'm mm-hmm. on a vacation or something. It's mm-hmm. like, we should really go back to my place. I'm be thinking like, what? You want to yeah. fuck, fuck me at 2.30 p.m.? I ain't never smashed in the daytime. Like, no, nah, not for a first time. Most, the main people having sex during the daytime are like married couples, probably because they probably busy and they both going to work. They're like, we only got forty five minutes. We got to, we got to do something before the kids come here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes in college, you would get it in between between classes. Yeah, like you might have like a, a five p.m. class. You know what I'm saying you might sneak one in. Yeah, I think that. I, yeah. <laughs> The college girls too, they'd be just trying to get it in, get it in and That's get it crazy. done too. Yeah. Some wild experiences <laughs> in college. They had come over there. Girl in college had come over there to give it up and they'll have their Wendy's clothes on. <laughs> now the whole room smelling like hamburgers. Got their uniform on. That's for sure. Yeah. Smelling Be- like straight food. Bedroom smelling like a four for four. <laughs> <laughs> That's comedy. Yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, fellas out there, if, if you know the woman's gripe is in regards to being transparent, um, I get it because dudes be fucking lying though. Yeah, dudes do be lying. They be acting like they Mister Lover Boy, mm-hmm. and they just do that. That's some simp shit. You don't need to. Yeah, act that's about. trash. I yeah. would never um, promote that at all. Yeah, yeah, don't act like you knight in shining armor just yeah. to get some ass. That's yeah, it's, it, and you're overextending yourself too. Just yeah. so from a from a man's perspective, you're doing too much. Like you you're gonna spend too much money. You're gonna put too much effort. You know, it'd be dudes out there writing their girls' poems and yeah, you know, making playlists and sending it to them, and you know, just uh, you know, buying them, you know, just little gifts yeah. every day, popping up at their job with Starbucks and all that. Like yeah. that's trash. Um, cause from the women's perspective, that's, you're sending them the wrong message. They yeah. like, Oh, this, he a real man. Like he, you know, yeah. he, he, like you said, knight in shining armor, he going to take care of me. This is boyfriend material, mm-hmm. all that. And then only to find out, like after you hit her a couple of times, you on to the next woman. Yeah. But what it is too, is <clears throat> women want love so bad that they're willing to believe this motherfucker, even though he's lying. Yeah. They, they lying. avoided all the red flags from this dude because yeah. Deep down inside, most women want to be loved and treated with respect. Yeah. And the thing about it, if the dude is treating her with respect, they think that this guy, oh, this guy's going to love me. Mm-hmm. And then he just runs off after he gets the pussy. Yeah. That's just weird to me. That is weird. To me, to me I never did that because, like, I, I don't be lying. Like, nah, you if don't I just want to smash, like, we just going, that's what we going to do. Yeah, but it's just the vibe you, like, the vibes, the vibe you give across as a man is everything. Yeah. You know, women, they can't, they can't be mad or tripping out because they're, they're going to know what it's about. This ain't their first rodeo. But the thing about it, too, is, like, that's honestly how you would get more women to like you. Like, yeah. if you got good dick and you just, you just a regular dude. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you not you not trying to overextend yourself. I love him. He's so, he's, just, he's so regular. <laughs> but his dick not regular. He regular though. <laughs> his belly don't hang over his belt. <laughs> he can see it from when he hit it from the back. <laughs> oh man. That's crazy. But yeah, like you know, like I was saying, like that's how 
more more women will like you if you just regular you know what i mean you don't even have to yeah. you, like they're gonna like you for who you are more so than like this persona that you're putting on yeah man yeah yeah but yeah you get the gist of it man mm-hmm. um we don't got a lot more man um where we at dude One thirty. oh god damn mm-hmm. we still put on a pretty decent show mm-hmm. still hour and a half all right well look here man um this podcast has been sponsored by um, Taco Fresco. Uh, Keith's girlfriend brought some tacos for us before the podcast. Yeah, shout out to her. And uh, Eddie's birthday is tomorrow, so yeah, it's my birthday. I want to send Eddie some news at uh, a underscore truckers underscore my. You know, you get it. Yep. And then just um, send me a nude and then hashtag just friends. <laughs> and then hashtag cancel Keith twenty twenty one after that. <laughs> cancel Keith all twenty twenty one. Oh man. Yeah. Hashtag belly over pants. <laughs> one day, one day it's gonna pop. Oh man. All right. Well, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's K Fings. We out Wait, here. man. We got to do that you again. You got over, man. You fucked <laughs> it up, man. I was thinking about tacos and canceled yeah, keeping. Yeah, man. That. All, all right. right. Hey, right. folks. All right. And shout Let's... out to my girl for the tacos. Yeah, too. shout out to her. That. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K Fings. We out of here. Peace.